Wheel, Kipper, and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Just prior to coming on air, I looked at my co-host here, JB, and I said, oh, this is going to be a fun show. For the next two hours, we will try to explain what the hell we witnessed in the last 10 minutes of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we won't come up with anything. I mean, the only pre-show prep we've done is look at each other and go, wow. Wow. (laughs) The Toronto Maple Leafs rally from a 4-1 deficit, 10 minutes left in the hockey game, to stun the Tampa Bay Lightning and take a 3-1 lead in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandale, David Sisboomba, and Sammy McKee, who was so excited last night after the game, he took a three-way personal conversation between <laughs> the three of us, and he tweeted it to the world. He did. Without... I- my permission. I made sure there was no numbers in there. I <laughs> cut out all the stuff that would get us in trouble, and I just made you look like the biggest smarty pants in the world, Mr. Kiprios. Calls the Alex Kerfoot game winner. Uh, if we don't get Alex Kerfoot an endorsement with Flex Seal, <laughs> we Flex have seal. Done, not done our jobs here. So true. If you're his agent, it's, it's a good McCabe can get soup commercials on... The boys can get skip the dishes and yeah. what's Ryan O'Reilly doing now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but we Tim can't Hortons get Flex Seal in for Kerfoot. You know, Kerfoot, it's a compliment, right? Anywhere you got a problem, he'll take care of it. Short term. Man. <laughs> Tammy's I, having a tough time I'm, with words. I really, I, I don't even know really what to say about that. That's just so unleafs. Like everything that I've come to expect from the Toronto Maple Leafs in my life, that was the exact opposite. The easy way to cope, <laughs> seal, and stop leaks fast. And you know what was the best part about that? And I was in the press box when the Boston Bruins did the exact same thing to the Leafs. Oh, no. To knock them out, yeah. right? And everybody's got their story and their script. You're right. That's the best part. Okay? And... They're they're locked in. Some some were heading to the uh, the elevator that night in Boston to go downstairs to for post game reaction. People bought tickets for the next series against the Rangers, like flights to go there. Was it you that also sent a note to us saying like how close you were to to ripping them last night? Oh yeah, no, I. Had both, so you had your script uh, all set. You do your leaf talk with both Sammy and written. JD, right? Yeah, did you guys, it, I should say. You guys went out there. You, you did it again last night. Yep. Yeah. We went. And, and you had your narrative all set, right? Well, after two periods, right? yeah, it was taking uh, shape. Trade Marner, trade uh, 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 Matthews. Down start over. Right? Uh, <laughs> what, uh, well, so one of the texts in the group chat was... Nylander, stupid, bad penalties. Yeah. Tavares, too slow. Yeah, Matthews what couldn't get it done when it counts. It was, you know, Keith can't make adjustments. It was... Uh, one of them was... Uh, trade everyone and build around 23 before he gets the loser's thing <laughs> on him. <laughs> By the way, these are all ingested, but it was going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to be quite a negative show. Today isn't, uh, you know, you talk about being in the press box and you talk about um, writers and narratives. This is what writers like to call a rewrite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to start over. Rewrite where yeah. 
this, like, I think they would have deserved every bit of scorched earth that that was coming their way after their performance for the first two periods yesterday. Like, the, for the maybe not the second. I thought they did play better in the second period. But that first period just confirmed what everybody thought about this team. Like, I sent out a tweet talking about how, like, anyone who's surprised by this hasn't been following the team. People were thr- – and rightfully so because that's what they do in this game. They always lose that game last night. Always. They've been in four previous game fours up 2-1 and lost them all. It is a spot they always lose, fellas. And, and what about you? It's a crazy game. Uh, I'm, I'm always nervous on three goal leads. You know, and yeah. when I grew up, it was, that was it, three goal leads, right? right. The worst lead in hockey. Right, so, which is always, what? But Edmund, yes, I Edmonton against LA the night before, Leafs against Tampa last night. Yeah. And both with incredible offense in terms of guys able to do that. Mm-hmm. Dreisaitl, McDavid. Marner, Matthews. So, yeah, I, I get it. it, it I, I get where the momentum was going. But with the game, the way it's opened up now and the team's ability to be fearless to the, in the middle of the ice. See, that's the big difference for me when I played. Is like nobody, nobody went through the middle of the ice unless they were 1,000%. Now these guys are all day long. And uh, I think it just started with the... TJ Brody pass. It did. Up the middle of the ice for yeah. the first time. They they attacked in an area where they weren't shut down. It was a backhand stretch to Nylander who dropped it to Garner, yeah. who one touched it to Matthews. Everyone's strengths were highlighted at Fl- once. Floodgates open. Yeah. And I will say, that puck goes in. I had already liked how they were playing in the third period, but when that puck goes in, two-goal lead, 10 minutes left, I... You know, what's the the internet meme of sitting up in your chair with the video game controller? I was paying more attention at that point. Yeah, I... I got to be honest, I fully, fully believed when they scored the second goal. Yeah. I was right back into they can win this game. They can come back. I, it just comes down to the lack, seemingly, in, of trust in their all-world goaltender that it just, he's not, he's been human. And they, the Leafs know that they can shoot five past him every night. So I, you know, as soon as that second one goes in, their tails are up. They're all over him. We'll get into Vasilevsky. We'll get into Samsonov. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe for our first Kippers Clipper on Flex Seal. Alex Kerfoot. He's an important player for the group. You know, he's a very popular guy. Guys, guys love him all the, all the way through the through the team. Um, he's been here. You know, he's been here. He's been through some some battles with with the group. You know, at at times. Things haven't gone great for him. At times, he hasn't been happy with his play. Um, you know, his, his his production this year was below you know the standard that he would like it to be at, and that we think he's capable of. You know, the message is just to encourage him to to stay positive and stay with it, and keep doing good things, and keep helping the team. And I I told him at that time I felt pretty strongly that he was going to score a massive goal for us this season, and to know when it was going to come. I just felt a guy that works as hard as he does and as as good as he is for the leadership and the spirit of our team, just it's the kind of guy that usually gets rewarded and should get rewarded. So um, I was thrilled that he was the guy to get it done tonight. He shares the scars, the, right. the cordus, I mean, right? He Kerfoot. Did, and he did get rewarded. 
took 86 games this year, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's there. For sure. And it's not that I dislike Alex Kerfoot because he is, he's a bona fide NHLer. He's one of the better skaters in the league. Yeah. I work he's hard. Not, he's smart. He's not, he's not doing what a Kalorn could do. And he's not even doing what Matthew Nyes can do now. No. But mid, he's one of those guys that he's not changing the the tone or the pace of a game, but he can find himself in the right place at the right time. That's what happened last night. He can do enough of everything. He's a smart player. You know, like he doesn't he doesn't hurt them very often, which is why he's flex seal, right? You're like, okay, well, this guy's not going to hold them back. You know, if they're a defensive line, he can kind of play some defense. Offensive, he can kind of do that. So. Yeah, I think that's a good message from the coach for a guy who has 10 goals this season to say, hey, yeah. you know, we, we still believe in you. And they showed that they believe in him with the way they use him. I'm telling you, between what we just heard from Sheldon, his greatest strength is inside that room. And you need guys. Kerfoot. Yeah, Kerfoot. He's so likable mm-hmm. and so popular in that room that th- that sort of stuff matters this time of year. A lot of guys and have I, come and gone. I, I won't. He under, hasn't. I won't underestimate it. Yeah. Like if he was a prick, yeah. If he was a just a bad teammate, that guy would have been gone a long time ago. There no was nothing. Doubt about there was that. nothing in his game that said, "Gotta oh, have him. We need to put up with this yeah. because he's so good on the ice. Yeah. No, it's the opposite. Yep, I agree. And so I think he's a nice story that he gets the winner, but to me, he's a very small story from the game, right? Like. Oh, yeah. You, you talk about the, the storylines of that game. You know, you get the vintage Austin Matthews game you've been dying to have. You get uh, a goalie who holds you in there in the last minute. You get a team that now has to believe when they're down goals in games that this is doable. Like, they're not going to roll over now knowing, hey, we've done this before. I think that builds confidence for, you know, what you hope is is not just a one, you know, a three-game run here of wins. All right, let's go to Sheldon Keefe on uh, what was the feeling uh, going into the third period down 4-1. You know, the message in the third period for going into the third was just to not go away, stay with it. Um, you know, you're not necessarily at that point thinking that you're going to come back in the game it's more like you you want to you want to just stay there and give yourself a chance to come back in the game versus just going away and you know, moving on to the next one um so i just pushed the guys to stay with it and and have a positive period seek to win the period and once you do that uh you start chipping away you have a chance so credit to the group the spirit of the group carrying us through to you know, come back in, in this, this fashion is it's outstanding to, to witness and uh, you know, be a part of. What's even more remarkable about that third period is that you started it on a four-on-three with McCabe in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. Like that had, like, Go, go look at the percentages of four on three goals compared yeah. to five on four goals. It's actually higher. Like, oh, yeah. And, and like way higher than way higher. Yeah. Like, I was going to say it's higher than five on three, oddly, too. But anyway. that, that is, that had five one written all over it. Sure did. And they didn't get it. And that's the one that they needed for the nail in the coffin. For sure. And they missed it. They missed it, and all of a sudden the Leafs, you know, switch lines up, and we can talk about whether they should stay with 
the line changes they made, but they get Nylander out there with Marner and Matthews. We talked about that. That makes it 4-2 for them. You know, the guy they've been waiting to shoot it in the net. I'm totally um, the guy that can call out Sheldon on missing opportunities for uh, changing things up, Mm -hmm. adjusting. Give him full credit here because in Tampa, Tavares and Nylander were hurting the ball club. Actively. You know how many minutes Nylander played last night? 15? Last. 14. In an overtime game. Tavares? Uh, I don't actually know. Yeah. Under 16, maybe? Um, yeah. yeah. I'll put up. Like those yeah, are low. 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 Yeah. Low. You know why? Because can't use them. Yeah. No, they, they were given 17, anything until the third. It was 1730. 1730 for, for Willie? No, for Tavares. With 539 of that coming on the power play. Yeah, and Willie was 1420. He's on PPC. So. so. That was the line that was absolutely killing the Leafs. Yeah. You can't, you couldn't play them against anybody against Tampa without them feeling the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they switch it up. They finally get some rhythm. And what's so great, what I thought was great, is those goals start going in 4 2, 4 3, you know, Willie backdoor to Matthews for that tip. I thought their reactions to the goal were good. I, you know, wasn't a lot of double pump, point at the crowd, salute. Like, it was like taking care of business. There was a an energy there that I found really encouraging. Like, next one, next one, next one. Like a soccer team pulling the ball out of the net and running to center with it. Yeah, not much celebration on 4-2 or 4-3 from Matthews. On the second one, yeah, fist that had more to do with the fact that they were probably really pissed off that they were in that position. For sure. You're right. There's no question, but I thought even on this one where it made it four. Yeah, there's three. not much to celebrate, though, you know? Yeah, still feels, I get good, it. To, still I, feels good to shoot it. You know, it, it would. Do they act the same way if they went up 3 1 or 4 1? No. Then, then it's business. If they if the Leafs score those goals to go up 3 I, 1 I just, 4 1? Yeah, I just. Yeah, you felt, celebrate differently for sure. I, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But maybe it's just the fact that they just knew that the hole was dug so deep well that's it it's right? like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter till it matters and you, you score and chip away like that i thought that was a, a mature response from them and in about 35 40 minutes colby armstrong former nhler sportsnet hockey analyst and now co-host of chicklets game notes will be joining us we'll get his thoughts and in the second hour gary volk remember that name oh yeah now him and flex seal are like Together forever I love in it. Leaf history. Yeah. So one of those overtime goals you cannot forget. So we'll have Gary Volk in the second hour as well. And then Louis DeBrus to round things out on our show today as we tee up Edmonton and LA. Um in the meantime, let's uh go back on Sheldon Keefe's comeback last night and the killer instinct that has eluded them in previous years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tar, it's a hard thing. I don't really know what killer instinct is. I mean, I don't really know what that what that is. If it's a tangible thing or not, you know, it's sort of a made up term that describes a team that gets good results and gets it done, right? And we're, we're trying to we're trying to be that, um, but we're, we're 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 still we're trying to trying to find our way. You know, we're uh, we did it dramatic ways here these last couple nights. And I think that can only help uh, the spirit of our team uh, even more. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good observation. It's like, yeah, if you win, they say you have it. <laughs> you know, we're just trying to win here. But didn't you feel for the first time in a long time with this core that that overtime was a killer instinct overtime where they had all the momentum, obviously, from coming back down from 4-1. Yeah. But they absolutely took it to Tampa in that overtime. I, like, I have a different feel on killer instinct for mm-hmm. me. To me... I get to see it Thursday, not playing with house money at four one. Mm-hmm. But I got talking- everything to gain and nothing to lose at that point. Well, no, I'm not talking about them coming back. Once it gets to overtime, it's still one shot away for Tampa. Yeah. Okay, thought, yeah, you know, that's it, fair. But in overtime, they kicked the crap out of Tampa. Listen, the the sale was going their way. Yeah. Right. I mean that the current it was all shaped up for that. You want to talk killer instinct? Let's go to Thursday here. Mm-hmm. Don't need to go back to Florida. Don't need the wear and tear. You assume that Boston's going to close out Florida. They're resting after that. You need to be now closing things out. Yeah. Thursday. That's that's the killer instinct. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Thursday is a massive test for what everyone is saying, a different Leaf team here. Everyone, like, I mean, we can get into it with Keith, but he mentioned this team feeling different four or five times during his 10-minute postgame presser after the game last night. The way it truly is different if you come home on home ice in game five and you take care of business. That's how sure. you really measure it being different, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. So there's, just so everyone knows, we are going to get to the bunting discussion about what to do next. We'll get there after this. But I did want to ask you about you know, Vasilevsky and the guy who has been the bounce back goaltender of the generation and giving up 19 goals through four games. What you see, like the Leafs aren't getting a ton of great A's, but they're scoring. All right. Definitely want to get into Vasilevsky, but let's uh, first and foremost, I want to go to Cooper first on Vasilevsky and then we can react to it. Yeah. Um, but, Sammy, I got to ask you on a personal note. Yes. The feeling you had today clipping John Cooper sound today. You must have felt like you gave birth today. Uh, that would be a bad – I feel probably feeling tired if that was the case. Um, it was – listen, today's audio, because he talked last night after the game, and then he spoke today. And today he was very John Coopery, Like, he was himself – but the post-game stuff from last night, he was – it was pretty sweet. I got to be honest with you. He gave the Leafs a ton of credit. He didn't really have a ton of answers. He didn't talk for so long. He was confused about the chair, talked about how he hated the chair when he was sitting down. Like, the man was <laughs> flustered after that game, and I don't get many chances to have flustered John Cooper in my life. I liked it a lot. So, to go- answer your question, I loved it. Yeah, him. I bet you did. Do you want to go straight to Vasilevsky? Very or much get a, so. This uh, is the, okay, this let's is go the to, one I want. Let's go to John Cooper on his, uh, his star goalie. Like, I don't, what has been wrong? I don't know what's been wrong with Vasilevsky's performance. If I look through this series, the Marner goal in game two for sure wants to have back. But then after that, like, realistically, like, what do you, what are we saying he's done wrong other than make all the saves he's supposed to? Um, He's, you know, you look at last night, like 
you could, I don't know who you're putting, who's stopping the Achari tip? Nobody's stopping that. And who's stopping the Matthews tip? Nobody's stopping that. Um, the Riley goal, the third one, like we come off our check and completely screen our goalie. And who the winning goal, who's at Kerfoot's, like who's stopping that? So I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. No goalie in the league. Take any goalie. Take the best goalies in the history of the game. They're not stopping any of those. I mean, he's going to the mat for Vassy. Yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't expect anything less. No, you wouldn't. The over uh, the game tire by Ryan O'Reilly. Those don't go in on him mm-hmm. in previous playoff years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and didn't like the. The Morgan Riley search, which leads us to a, a healthy discussion on uh, that information last night. Yeah. Uh, from uh, head coach of the Red Wings, uh, Derek Lalonde, who was guest uh, on Hockey Night in Canada on the panel. And uh, I, I found that whole exchange like. I don't know if the word's fascinating, but I was really surprised at, at Derek sharing the information. Yes. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you want to play it now? Yeah, let's let's go to it, it because it affects Vasilevsky. Yeah. See, one thing actually, we did a study back in the day. He was uh, one of the lower percentage goalies in finding pucks from the points. We actually changed our entire D zone and we improved our pass rush. But yeah, not. Him. Yeah. Wow. They rebuilt their D zone coverage to protect him against what they saw as a weakness. Yeah. 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 And if I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, I I got a real problem with Derek today. Yeah. Listen, I feel bad saying it, but I do too. I agree with you. You know, like I love the information. It's unbelievable information. That is amazing piece of information. It is great information. It's great for hockey night in Canada. It's great for the viewers. But it sucks for him that he's put himself in a position to go share like information that really teams want classified. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is, so I was digging through some of the numbers today. The Leafs uh, in the regular season are were four, sorry, 17th in screenshots. So that they're you know middle of the pack team and getting screenshots and 14th in shots that lead to rebounds like screenshots sorry that lead to rebounds yeah they're number one in the playoffs in screenshots screenshots for goals screenshots that lead to rebounds like they have made a concerted effort to be in front of them and you know they likely are aware of what this weakness may, may, may be I heard some things I also think it's hard to get to the inside with the puck so against Tampa Bay who protects the house really well. Yeah. This is one of the ways they can fight back is to sift them through and get in front of Vasilevsky. They have eight screened goals in four games. Well, in, eight. And in defense of Derek Lalone, who's doing a good job, he, the Leafs know this. Like, it's not like it's, you don't think they're analytics. They know it. They're internal analytics. They know this for sure. Yeah, they know it, but no one else knows about it, though. Was Keith right? asked about this, too? Is this- yeah, he, he got asked. About this this morning. Uh, well, he Mc- got asked because some reporter watched Derek last yeah. night yeah, yeah. and heard it mm-hmm. and ran down to, to, to bring it up. It was, sure. Dave, it was Dave McCarthy that asked from right? NHL.com. 
So he and, asked and what him did, about it. And Sheldon said, Do you want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, play. Just click a few buttons and, and determine the results of, of such a thing. So, of course, we have that type of information available to us. And uh, you look at that. But, I mean, d- despite that, it's a world-class goalie. And, and, you know, that's the reality of it. But certainly for us, the more we can get the, to the net, um, makes it hard on anybody. There's not many goalies in the league that really excel in with traffic and pucks coming through with bodies and deflections. It's, it's a really difficult thing. Um, and it's just the reality of the time of the year. If you want to generate offense, so when there's not a lot happening, you've got to be able to get uh, get some of those pucks through there. You get two teams that are defending real hard. Uh, both teams haven't given up much. Uh, even when, when either team is carrying play significantly, there hasn't been an abundance of scoring chances going either way. So that's just uh, that's just part of it. See, I, and I do have an article I, coming I, out on this topic I, tomorrow. I, we all watch Vasilevsky closely but to have the data that proves that Vasilevsky really is not one of the better goalies through that type of traffic to me mm-hmm. is like a great piece of information for everybody around the league and again if if Derek was just an analyst and he wants to go and talk about his previous experience and, and lay it out there that's fine he's still the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings he still competes against Vasilevsky and Tampa during the regular season in the division. Mm -hmm. To go share that type of information uh, as a head coach of Detroit, I think he crossed the line a little bit. Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because it's, you know, as a viewer, it's great. It's interesting. You know, maybe uh, those guys will have some sort of disagreement about it, whether it's Tampa Bay being like, hey, man, (laughs) could you not do that? Needless, regardless of all this. Vasilevsky is absolutely killing Tampa. And it's just not but something... I don't even think it's him. So this thing I'm doing I... for... It's like the NHL puck and player tracking, AWS stuff. Like, he's square on everything. There's just bodies in the way. So you know what this no, is to me, guys? Yeah. This is Tampa's D being weakened. Yes. And that's where it's showing up. You know, yeah. is it... Can Matthews do what he did, did to uh, Radish? Can he do that to Chernak or to McDonough or to Jan Ruda? Can all these guys just park there and tip and screen? It's the first place in the series. I'm like, this is where Tampa's softened D is hurting them. Toronto's living in front of the net. It just like it is so abundantly clear right now. They uh, have no confidence in, in Vasilevsky at, at the level that they've been accustomed to. Yeah. And it, there are pucks going through him. And God, before Riley sifts one in for OT, he is, human, Hall guys. Done he it. is yeah. absolutely That's... human. And the Leafs are feeding off of it right now. Yeah. Like you when that 4-2 goal goes in, you can just watch Tampa tighten up immediately. Like they're not a team that usually does that. They have trust in their goaltender, they can play on the front foot, they can play that heavy in the offensive zone game where they're not as worried if one goes down the other way. They're playing they played scared that whole third period when that first one goes in. Which right? to me shows a team that like Toronto's been so passive. They don't want to make the big mistake. And that's working to Tampa's advantage. Like, it's when they're chasing the game and desperate and being aggressive that it shows in their defense. And that's why I think, Kipper, your point about Game 5 killer instinct is key. Can you go take it to a team and not go out and hold your sticks and hope it goes right? Go take it to them. I wonder if we went back to January and, and Cooper went through the tape of games since January, how many of them looked like that 
third period. You think a lot? A lot. Yeah. And it's been an issue, and this is not something that has snuck up on Cooper, Vasilevsky, or the hockey club. There is something fundamentally wrong with this team in the back half of the season. We do have Cooper on the difference in the game or if they sat back in the third. Do you want to listen to Cooper on if they sat back in the third period? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was, uh, like, I didn't think we were sitting back. We just, you know, their first one they scored was complete. We just got way out of our structure and gave up a rush. We should have never gave up. Um, and then in the end, couldn't kill a penalty and... Seeing I single goes in the third, and all of a sudden you're down. Uh, did we probably, we, we, you know, did was that what's that cliche play not to lose? Yeah, I mean you can look at that now. Guys were trying it. I, I think we were just, you know, maybe there was a little bit of mindset of, you know, we'll just close this one out. But um, obviously Toronto had different ideas, and uh, you know, I know, good for them that we uh, it's tough to come back on the road and in a playoff game, and they did and. Um, Got to give him credit for it. Wow. Good for them. Whoa. Did you hear it? I heard it. Do we, should we play it again? Good for them. <laughs> yeah, that, I heard good for them. Yeah, I usually get that in the handshake the line. I don't know. In a playoff game, and they did, and um, got to give him credit for it. I got I to gotta ask you this, Skipper. Is that, like, is the Leafs' prior reputation benefit them in that third period? Because how many times do they just absolutely go away in that game? Where... They go down a couple more. They stop playing. Yeah. They don't have the same intensity. And it looked to me like Tampa thought the Leafs were going to go away. You know yeah, what? Yeah, that to me just speaks of the, guy, the, the previous runs, the disappointments and the, the fact that sometimes it really can play in your favor when it's us against the world. I really believe in that philosophy in a room. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been there and going, yeah, yeah. come on, boys, we got everything to gain. Let's shove it up there. You know what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Screw them. It's just us in here. Yeah. I think that's what, that's what happened last night. Yeah. Which is such a, you know, breath of fresh air as Sammy's been using it as an expression for this team. But, you know, to Cooper's point about their mindset and playing not to lose, just kind of hanging on, run the game out. We do have a clip from Brandon Hagel. He got an interview between the second and third period on Sportsnet, and it sounded like the game was over to Hagel. Like, they had done their job and taken care of business in game four. This is the full period of play uh, to go here. Hagel. We are pretty much doing the same thing. I'm not surprised the score is 4-1 going into the third period. I mean, we thought last game we played good enough to uh, win that game. Um, Knew we had to just step it up a little bit more, and we did that, and uh, results kind of going our way. Ooh. He's pretty confident there. Yeah, no? but it's not horrible. Eh. No, it's not. You guys are making a too eh. big of a deal. Just I, I listened to that in real time. I was watching yeah, that. That sounds like a post game interview. Yeah, I'm not surprised the score is four one. Is a hell of well, a thing to say in a playoff game, Kep. But we we weren't surprised with the way they've played and the way the Leafs were playing. Who was surprised? Yeah, but you don't expect them to yeah. say it. Saying I'm not surprised the score is four. That yeah. to me is a perfect example. Exemplification? Is that a word? That- <laughs> Example works. Example? Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going there. But of the mentality I was just talking to you about, they thought it was over. They yeah, blew listen, it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that, but so did the whole hockey world. And I agree yeah, with you too, but, that, but we can think that. 
Tampa yeah. is a championship pedigree team who salts that game away 10 times out of 10, yeah. and they absolutely blew it. Yeah. You know, and Hagel should have said, if you've watched us since January, this, this yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we've we proven that we can blow this. Yeah. Okay, we would be blowing it if we don't save a little time to do the bunting chat. Yeah. Is he in? I don't, like, it's not even a discussion. Oh, it's a discussion because you're about to be wrong. You think they're putting him back in? No, I don't, but I think they should. No. Hard no. Do we need to take a drug test or something today? <laughs> I've been through that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we want do to run sales on your book, <laughs> but do we need to Do we need to get you... The uh, ankle brace that's not on camera. Yeah. Okay, please explain. Well, you got a guy who has scored... I don't know how many points over the past two years. 100 points plus for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he's played in the top six with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And a very important part of this team for two years now has had a ton of success. He uh, was in your lineup to start the series because you believe he gives you the best chance available of of your guys. Um, And he is once again available. So if you believe he's a part of what makes up your best group, then you put him back in the lineup. You don't be superstitious like a goon because we win. So we you put the best team on the ice. And who's coming out for him? I don't know. Aston Reese, Lafferty, Yarncroc, if you like. Mm. Yeah, you got me more on the side of <laughs> Yarncroc. <laughs> I'll think about Yarncroc, but not not Aston Reese or Lafferty. I, no, no, that fourth line's been good. Aston Reese hits people. He does. And he's he's heavier than I've seen him all season long. Mm-hmm. So no, we got a problem here. Yarncroc, I don't. I'm not. I'm he hasn't not, been very good. No, it hasn't been very good. But I don't think that you take the momentum off of two wins in Tampa Bay and go make major changes like that. That to me. It, to put him in means that he's going to play with Austin. Right. You're not going to put him back in and say be a fourth liner and go hit. Unless, That's not what he does. Unless Austin goes into that office yesterday or today and says, I want 58 back on my line. I'm not sure that's Big happening. Mike. Bring me the guy who gets me in scrums and can't finish. I, that, <laughs> that's, to me, the reason I don't want him back in this series is... This is going to be such... I feel like this game is going to be a tight game, game five. And he already absolutely killed you in game one with an idiotic penalty in a big spot. Yeah. And maybe took out one of their best defensemen that may or may not have really helped them have a 3-1 lead in this series. But that's beside the point. Tampa just, also wants to kill him. How does that affect I, game five? I just don't... I don't I don't trust him. If, uh, if we went back a couple of weeks ago, you were bang on when you said... Matthew Nyes may not start this series, but he's getting in. Mm-hmm. Same thing now with Bunting. He, he's going to get in at some point. Yeah. Whether They're it's, not done with him. W- whether it's later on in this series and maybe a six or seven if it goes that long. Or the next round. Yeah. Preferably over the, you know, uh, uh, you know in game two or game three of a Boston series if, if they win tonight. But... I, I just don't see, unless someone's significantly hurt, yeah. I don't see Kyle going 
going back to Michael Bunting so just yet. I don't think they will put Bunting in. I think I think there's a really strong case. I'm kind of playing it up a little bit on the other side of thing. I think there's a really good case to say the puzzle pieces fit really well right now. Like Lafferty and uh, Aston Reese have a clear identity, but it just, you know, it is, it is hard for me to look past the fact that this guy has been a big part of this team. Their fifth most used guy. I'm with you. I'm I'm not, I'm not kicking him to the curb and I'm not uh, uh, disregarding uh, all the work that he's put in and he can make plays. Yeah. He can find ways to get to the net, but, and here's the but. Yeah. Can you trust him? No. You know, we, we had this. But we go, did go, this with Kadri where it was like, yeah, you 100%. Just, and what happened? They got rid of him. Well, he did it again. Yeah, you I, know, he did it again. I'm petrified of him in this game. Here's what I think is, is a risk is Tampa's a bit of a sleeping bear, some sleeping giant, whatever you want to say, sometimes. And if you can just let them sleep, it's okay. They are great when they are engaged and angry and motivated and pims and scraps. They love it, right? They want to play that hockey. Bunting gives them incentive to play that hockey, which I don't love. You know, they There's a fine line between that and just sleeping, right? Right. Yeah, no, and you want to let them just sleep. I don't want them chasing around Bunting. All of a sudden, they're motivated and engaged, and I don't know. I am curious to see how they feel about it. The one thing that Sheldon Keefe did clarify, it ain't nice coming out. Yeah. Do you want to hear the clip? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Matthew Dines is certainly not coming out of line. He's done a terrific job for us. Uh, you know, so he, he's a guy that's definitely um, earned his op- or earned his spot and, and the opportunity to continue to play for us there. So, you know, it's uh, with, with Bundy being available, obviously it's a very good option for us. He's a good player for us. Uh, it's not as easy or as simple as a decision as it, as it may have been uh, earlier in the series or at a different time. You know, so we'll, we'll take our time here and, and uh, sort through it. We've got a, a group of guys that have played real hard, um, you know, but we've, we've got some time here now today and tomorrow to sort through that and, and make that decision. He's going to be so good. Nice. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's oh – I just – I couldn't he, he agree can, with that can more. Still, you can see every can tool. still make rookie mistakes, and you can see yeah. he's green, and sometimes he gets uh, run over – because of the sheer speed, yeah, and the, the strength know where to be of the aware league. yet, but he's already doing stuff better than any left winger they've got. I can't believe the when they have no life and are losing games. He's the one guy that gets out there and you're like, oh, you know, like he can make something happen. And he's he not can make scared people... to handle the puck. Although it's no. one of those, yes, 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 no, 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 yes, 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 no, no, hundred percent, it is. But that's great, you know, particularly when you're down in the game chasing it a bit. It's like, all right, get, I, I mean, if and, we got out of this block without mentioning him pulling one yes. off the goal line, the poise to not just whack it away on his forehand, but to go over the puck and back through his legs. That was like, that's the game right there. And maybe the series. Honest to God, Kip, that is a, that's as big a moment as the Kerfoot OT winner. Crazy. I don't disagree on that. I, Monster. I also feel like we only got a couple minutes here before we do playoff picks, but I also feel like we didn't spend enough time talking about the you know defining performance of Austin Matthews in that. This great, period. great call. When they needed it down in a in a series Listen, in a game, uh, the money players showed up. 
Yes. At the last 10 minutes. Like, Mitch Marner was in on most of the plays with Matthews. Nylander quietly went from, okay, he's killing the team (laughs) to three apples. (laughs) Drew the penalty. That Underrated uh, play, too. Are there some people that had an issue with that penalty call? It's a no-brainer penalty. A 40-goal score in the slot gets pulled pulled down. Who who had a problem with that? uh, Tampa Bay. Ken Reed mentioned it to me, kind of questioned it on the post-game show last night. He hauled him down in the slot. I set him straight. Don't worry. Good, good, good. Um, But, like, everybody, like, that's $40 million. That's half your salary cap that that did come through. Now, listen. Don't really recommend trying to win more games like this moving forward. No, I would no, agree. No. You know, just, no, that's just a suggestion. 100% Just fair. a suggestion. But I, I don't know. I'm, I, I get what you're saying, but come on, focus on a 60-minute game out of Matthews. But you know what? It didn't Marner go in was, for Matthews. Marthy, Marner was no good in the first period. He'd be the first one to admit that. And don't don't push your luck on having world-class talent to bail you out in the last 10 minutes of a hockey game. Yeah, you know, I did think it didn't go in for Matthews. He ended up last night with, he had seven shots. Next highest in the team was two, I think. You know, like, he, he had some opportunities. One thing that is different this year to last year is he tipped a ton of pucks in last year. He had, he had like, I don't know, 15 deflections, whatever. We didn't see him there as much this year. So the redirect off, uh, Nylander having the one from Marner, he's, he's getting back to that the, the blue paint, which is good. And yeah, Mitch Marner leading the playoffs in points with ten points. Lovely. Yeah, uh, his, 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 his he's got historic numbers going on it's right crazy. now. And like I know he's been good, but it doesn't feel like he's been that good. And he's just racking up. It used to be how that, about? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You I was go. just gonna say it used to be that he could never, like he would be playing poorly and he couldn't get a bounce and the puck would never go in. And it's just like now he's how found about, a way. How about the play he made off the wall? Two guys drawn to him and he got it back. To Morgan, Morgan Riley. Riley. Yeah, it was an amazing play. Yeah, the little backhand the little touch. The little subtle yeah, yeah. lift of the stick and the Pick tap Kucherov's back. Pick pocket and put it back. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Nice. Okay, what do you got for us cleaning up uh, right. our segment here? So it's time for playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. So, fellas, I thought I would have a quick check at something here. Uh, we're now midway through the first round-ish. So I thought we would check in on the Stanley Cup Odds, the favorites to win Lord Stanley's mug. Oh, boy. The Bruins, heavy favorites at plus 270, which is fair. The second favorite is your Toronto Maple Leafs at plus 450. Do you which think is that's amazing. valid? Do you think that's valid? Or is that Just them the trying to get some, so is tough, that, right? is that trying to get some, some uh, Leaf money in there? Yeah, I think it's uh, based on what you've seen, like – they're going into game five. They're up 3-1. How many good periods has this team played? Three. Okay. They've put, honestly, they've played <laughs> 10 good minutes outside of game two. <laughs> I was going to say maybe four, well, but they, you're they like played, three. They, they played good in game two, and then, yeah. yeah like, two, e- three easy on five. the second best favorite team right now to win the cup. Just telling you. Yeah, that Telling you what I, I know. A Toronto fan. And uh, I'm just looking at the odds when this series will end between the Leafs and the Lightning. The favorite is game five at minus 155, game six plus 325, and game seven at plus 300. So if you think it's going to end in game five, you can lay a little juice and, and bet on that happening. Yeah, but, and if you 
They, they think it's more likely to happen in game seven, seven than, than six. Game six. So, as yeah. in, if they go back to Tampa, it ain't ending. Is what yeah. the, the odds say. Oh my God, game fives, massive. But it doesn't have to go to game seven. This is the thing every year. It's like, oh, the Leafs can't get a break in game, game seven. Game, game fives can ruin a lot of plans. I I said yesterday that regardless of win or lose this game last night, that it's going seven games. God, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I really hope I'm wrong. All right, fellas, that was Playoff Picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Upon our return, Colby Armstrong will join us. You know, we had almost 4,000 viewers right now out there on on YouTube. Humming. Playoffs, baby. Oh, are we excited, and we are so We need more likes, though. Yes. Listen, um, I asked you guys... To hit 500 likes the other day, it went up to 600. I would love today to see 750 likes for Sammy and JB. Let's roll, let's I know, roll. I know they won't come my way, but that's okay. <laughs> We're back after the break. You're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Born. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Ooh, that was a good breather. Needed it. What about our boy Derek? All he wants to do is just beat a sugar. Got to tell you, not mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that arrangement. All right, speaking of sugar, let's welcome in Colby Armstrong. Our sweetheart. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. <laughs> oh, you went old school. I, I went Archie's. Five. Look at uh, everybody's here. Like, what, who are the Archie's? Oh, no. I, I, got, I know that jam. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Dun, 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 Which leads dun, me to my next dun, question dun. for you, Colby Betty or Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> Employed or not? How, how, how do you want to answer yeah, this? Just move on. Hey. So, um. Oh, shaggy. Yeah. Like, just Sorry? another day in Leafland, eh? Yeah, oh my God. How is it up there? Uh, parade route um, getting worked on as we speak. Some giddy really? people, Colbs. So oh listen, I, I I'm not going to waste uh, any air other than uh, like, what do you make of the last ten minutes? <laughs> well, I think it's been uh, it's been surprising to be honest with you, and it's not like I don't think the Leafs are bad. I think they're a good team, but it's like they're they're getting absolutely dominated the last two games, and the Tampa found ways to lose, and the Leafs found a way to win. Unbelievable, insane, yeah. Uh, and and the only thing that I keep thinking about in my head, and maybe, I don't know, I'm crazy, maybe I'm mean, maybe um, I know too much, or like, I, I don't know, I think Leaf fans are like this too. They're blocking it out because they're just enjoying the ride. They're just happy maybe right now. I feel like it's a little different. I, I could see, like I'm painting it in my head. Tampa goes to, to Toronto now, wins. Then all they have to do is go home and win, and then they force a game seven. And I, I, that picture in my head looks like it could be done still, as, as crazy as this is. So, nothing, uh, yeah, nothing about anything in this series gives you the sense. feeling that this time it's going to be different? 
Good question. Maybe um, the only thing that makes me feel a little bit different is the play of the goaltender for the Leafs. Yeah. And like I, I, I watch Tampa and I'm like, geez, this team is like John Cooper's comments on his team, right? That this team is, you know, these guys are battlers, hey? Like they are all over the four check. The, um, the, like they don't, they don't half ass it on like even like a stick check. Like they, they take the extra three steps to get to you. Like they're, they're, they push, man. And, you know, and watching them, like, they're going to do that again. Like, there's no way these guys are going away easy. And he says, don't bet against this group. Don't, uh, like, I believe it. Um, but the play of Samsonov the last two games has saved this team. And I know they had to make a massive comeback. And, yes, that's crazy to say. But I feel like the domination has been so big that Samsonov at moments has been so good at, at certain moments that the scores could have been completely like runaways, complete runaways. So I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit. I got to give the Leafs credit for not going away. I mean, they battled back. They, they, um, you know, they, they stepped on it in overtime last night, right? Like they went after it. They were hungry. Um, you know, that the, they, they found ways to win games that they shouldn't have. And, it's it's pretty amazing to see and and you know does it will it create something different can they get going can the momentum kind of get on their side now and get going because I, I to, to me my eyes watching I'm going geez Tampa Tampa handled them pretty handily like has handled them pretty good and found a way to lose so I'm just that's still in my head you know one thing that I, I took away from last game is like a lot of the shenanigans kind of died down it felt like early in the series it was a lot about tone setting you know. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of have this theory that in past years, if the Leafs don't answer the bell in those situations, it just keeps coming. They keep taking the abuse, but they answered the bell and they took a lot of the fights yeah. and they weathered some of that physical stuff. And now it seems like they've settled in to play hockey a bit, which I think works in the Leafs' favor. Do you think there's anything to those intangibles mattering for the Leafs as the season uh, series progresses? I think it's huge. Like, how about let's get it. Let's say I got to say this. How about Luke Shen? Wow. How about my guy, Luke Shen? <laughs> what a beauty. I was like, can the Penguins get Luke Shen? That's the guy they need. But every team is probably saying they need Luke Shen. Sturdy, solid, toe-to-toe with Janot. I mean, that's unbelievable. They should make a shirt. There, print the shirt. Toe-to-toe with Janot, Luke Shen. <laughs> God, you're such a market. sells three copies, know, $10 profit for Colby. I'm an idea guy, but I, I, I love it. And, and, and yes, Stamkos had to punch Matthews in the face five times before he realized like, I, Oh crap, I got to do something, but he did something. And I think that's, I think that's amazing. I love that. He like got in there. I love that. He like gotten involved when he was getting attacked instead of like, we've seen him how many times with a smile on his face, getting ragdolled, you know, he doesn't do any. So I think that's big for him. I think that's big for the Leafs for that to happen. I think the pushback is good. I think it's great to have guys like Shen in the lineup that can do that. McCabe runs around a little bit here and there. I think that's all been really good. You get Bunting back next game, right? So you add that to the lineup as well. Nyes has been like a physical presence and skilled and really good and saved the goal in the goal line last game. He's provided a big punch, too, to this lineup. What a good player he is, by the way. Okay, I, um, hold on. I, I just spent like the last five minutes telling JB there's, there's no way Bunting gets in for, for game five. Well, what are they going to do? Yeah, like, they're going to take that camp out and move Yarncroft down and put him back up there. 
I just, I think, I just keep everything as is right now. Well, it's not like they're. I mean, winning's winning, right? But I don't think they've, you know, played particularly. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought they've gotten sort of dominated, but I like Bunting's game. I think he's valuable to the team, but I could see that happening too, just as easy. Okay, I mean, I'd run the hot hand. JB I'd run the hot lineup. Colby, I'm going to have to really think about this now. <laughs> Sheldon doesn't know what he's going to do. All of a sudden, it's not a slam dunk anymore for me. I like that he has, I like that he has like spit in his game, and I think he's an important guy. And um, I think there's room to move guys around and get that Yarncrock fourth line center camp out of the lineup, right? Move some guys around um, and get them back in there because I think he just adds to whatever line he's on because you need guys like that. You know, you need guys like that around. So. But, yeah, great great argument. Great argument. You know, stick with the winning lineup, Kippy. Yeah. I'm torn now. You're in my kitchen. We do not agree. <laughs> we are talking to Colby Armstrong, former NHLer, analyst now on TNT and everything else you can Doing turn a great on. Job, awesome job. Awesome job. Thanks, hey, listen. Uh, I'm having a blast. You mentioned Samsonov and, and his stellar play. We all just assumed that he just needed to go... And keep the team in it when you're up against a guy like yeah. Vasilevsky, but it hasn't turned out that way. And now there's talk about you know where he's weak and can't find oh, loose yeah. pucks and like, is it really coming down to Vasilevsky not being Vasilevsky, and that's the <laughs> difference in this series? Yeah, I mean that was pretty huge by by uh, Lalonde, right? Like that was a that was a cool thing that he talked about with the study they did on, on, on shots from the point and, you know, constructing their D around that. Um, and, and look at the goals, look at some of the goals. Like, yes, there was deflections, but I mean, is this like, is, is this his kryptonite? Is, did they, did the Leafs figure out his kryptonite? Look at like Morgan Riley's just lasering his little wristers in there. And he's unbelievable. <laughs> One was OT winner, obviously, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's crazy to it's crazy to think like you know right now with with the doubt that that's around um, Vasilevsky because he's been you know he's been bulletproof really with his game and his play and his record and you know bouncing back after wins his numbers are like out of this world never been seen and um, yeah and then there's there's Samsonov at the other end that's just you know slow and steady winning the race I guess right now and. Uh, he's battling in there. He's battling. There was times, even through the end of the year, and even in the first few games of the playoffs, where he looked like he looked like he might be like something might be bugging him. Like he gets up kind of slow and weird, or he lays down a little extra long, or like you know, like going side to side. It looks like he's nursing something, but then he comes out and stands on his head and makes saves. Like he saves at key times to like keep it kind of close or give his team a chance or the team battles back and there's a sequence where he has to be lights out. He's been able to do that. So I, I think he's been a, obviously he's been a major story and, and I was criticizing goaltending going in with, cause it's always seems like it's an issue with these leaf teams, but Samsonov's kind of make it up for it right now. Yeah, he's been good enough, that's for sure. And that's uh, that's yep, all they, that's they've been asking for in past years and they haven't got. Yep. You know, one guy who, you know, more than good enough has really made a difference in the series is Ryan O'Reilly. You know, like 
Dude, bringing a guy in like that, God, he's you know he lifts the stick last night. The takeaway before was at the Achari goal. Like he just does something every game. You're like, wow, they've been lacking that sort of guy before. What are your thoughts on him and what he how he changes the Leafs? He he's like everything that they've done that's been super impactful. His hands have been all over it. Winning a faceoff at the right time, you know those little bump passes at the right time being in the right area to pick off a pass and set up something to create like a game tying goal or the overtime winning goal, or he, he's been all over it. He's been all over it. And he's, he's not like the nicest looking doing it, right? Like he's like a grinder looking guy, but the smarts, the calmness, um, I think the personality, which we've talked about a lot coming into that room, right? Having a guy like that, that's around um, experience, uh, and then, and then, just his his hockey sense and smarts out on the ice it, it allows him to, you know, operate in in harder areas too, and in key moments. And he's been he's been unbelievable. What a huge pickup! What an amazing pickup in getting him. Just because he's so good at both ends of the ice, all over the ice, in a lot of different things. And you know, credit to him because I heard when he was like in care in Colorado early in his career that he was an absolute savage workhorse at his craft, like. You know, just flipping pucks in and around the crease, tipping pucks in and around the net. When it working on fate, like he was just so he's been a workhorse his whole career to get himself to like be good in all these spots. And I think he's helped this Leafs team immensely, obviously, in, in, in a lot of different areas. And one being, I think, is just that veteran experience and personality wise, like having a guy around. Like I think, I think he's a guy in, in when a team, when they were down the other day, I think he's a guy in the room or a guy on the, on the bench. Or a guy with his play that can create good plays in, in hard moments when spirits are low, that he's like a guy that can, you know, rally people. He's a guy people want to be around, you know? And, and uh, I think he has a massive influence on the feel of this team. If we were shocked at the Leafs' last 10 minutes to come back and win, where would the Devils coming back winning two in Madison wow. Square Garden rank? Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. Nobody did. Uh, I thought they were done, done, adios, like nothing, not even a whimper, Kepi, in the in the first few. It was it was it was nothing, and all of a sudden now, all of a sudden now, the tides have turned, the tables turned, the tables been flipped. It is insane to see the difference in speed, assertiveness, and play out of the New Jersey Devils. Like they've got to their game. Maybe they were just stunned to be in the playoffs, right? Because they got a lot of young key guys that are young, but. Like, whatever it was, it took them time to dip their toe in and feel it out. But, uh, like, it's amazing. That That is massive. And what a crazy playoffs for teams going in and winning on the road right away. Like, it's been insane in a lot of different series how this how this has happened. But uh, I got to give New Jersey credit for the young, inexperienced groups. You know, they got some spattering of some veteran guys to their lineup. But um, majority of their, of their real talented key players are really young. Um I give them credit for the way they fought and battled back in the series. And I've loved like Jack Hughes's like, I don't know what I want to call it. Like, uh, quiet almost, confidence, uh, like blatant yeah, arrogance. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. yeah. Yeah. Not quiet confidence. <laughs> yeah. Quiet confidence mixed with like an angry arrogance. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That makes it, sense. And it's, it's, been, it's been impressive. Like he's a driving force on this team and, and he came around kind of slow a little bit too. Like what he was the most beat. noticeable. He was the most noticeable devil in the first two games. Um, but I got to say like what he's, what he's pushed through and, 
and now what he's what he's driving with this team right now um it's it's the season he's had and now what he's pushing for towards and you know could be on the verge of you know reversing a 2-0 home beatdown. what do you say getting whacked twice at home <laughs> yeah yeah, what a line. He's a great interview, eh? Like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, he's from New Jersey. I mean, people get whacked all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> What's up with their celebrations in New Jersey, too? They're doing, like, the deadpan, like, the stare, stare down. The stare down, eh, to the first three rows. Oh, yeah. Jack did it the other day. Uh, Dougie Hamilton and the OT. <laughs> like, I was like, what the heck kind of celly is this? <laughs> an insane celly. Like, zero celly, just stare down. Yeah, that's funny. You know, the uh, looking around this Eastern Conference, like it, it does feel like the Boston Bruins just are so in control of things. You know, they haven't been healthy. They've been without Bergeron, been without other players, and they're rolling over Florida. Do you have any doubt that this team is going to continue to be the same team they've been all year? Um, I don't. I don't think they've looked like necessarily as good, but yeah, they're yeah. in control, right? And they're missing Krejci too, who's been who's been you know really good and. Um, you know, what, what could they be like, obviously, when they get those guys back? But, you know, Charlie McAvoy has been insane. I believe he leads all playoffs in hits right now. Like, he's all over the ice. He's just a rock. And, you know, the, the game's been a little physical at times through this series. And Kachuk's tried to push his way and his team into these games in different ways, whether it's trash talking or trying to fight Allmark, the goalie. <laughs> But it's uh, yeah, I, I just I don't even think when they've played well, they found ways to win still, and that's kind of been their calling card all year as well. So they're they're in complete control of that series. And what do we got tonight? We got elimination tonight, um, you know, with with Carolina Islanders. I think that's done. And then uh, I think Boston, yeah, they're they're just looking to get some more days, buy some more days to get healthy and get their lineup back, and they can do that with winning again. And I think they will. I think that one's done too. Edmonton, L.A., you got... Uh... Oh, best series. Where's your best money? Best series is the best. Isn't it good? Yeah, where's your money tonight? I, 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 like, uh, I like Edmonton. I like Edmonton. I like the way, obviously, they came back. Like, that's the one team. I said it on the TNT panel the other day. That's, like, the one team that has a chance against a team that's as structured and, like, dog on a bone and solid um, that LA is LA's team is awesome. Like I give them a ton of credit. They are, they're, they're really, really good team. And like, um, like surprisingly really, really deep and good, you know, like watching them to play though, they, they play like they play the right way. Um, And, you know, there's one team with 40 minutes on the clock that just needs a power play and a break with the weapons they have in their lineup. It's Edmonton. And I just think it's a great story. I think Ekholm's been good. I think nurse has to be better. I think, uh, you know, Leon Dreisaitl's been absolutely insane. Um, you know, they've done a pretty good job of trying to keep the clamps on Connor. For, like, I think pretty good for, for what Connor is. But I, I like this Oilers team. I think it's been an awesome series. I think the play's been in-your-face, hard, electric, fun. Um, for me, this has been the best series to watch. And, you know, I stay up all night. I watch overtime all night. I think this these games are so close, right? Do you think I, I look at today? Like, can you see all three games today going to overtime? It's crazy. Are you are you on the panel tonight? No, I'm at home. I got home yesterday, so I'm uh, I'm still killing myself, staying up till one, yeah. two, two in the morning, not catching up the next day, and then you know getting up with my kids, and taking them to school because 
Yeah, first round of the playoffs is nuts, boys. We love it, though. Well, we sure appreciate your time on our show. Anytime we can get you on, it's fantastic. I love talking to you guys. Guy, thanks, Cole. We appreciate you, pal. All right, pal. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. I got to say that. And just uh, the only thing is, I got to say, the only thing is with you guys is Sammy. Sammy. Oh, (laughs) We're pacing Sammy. He ain't going to make it. I'm telling you right guy. now. His heart's going to give up. He's out. not going to make it if he just doesn't calm down a little bit. Is he the head guy planning the parade? No, he's not. He doesn't believe they're going to win the cup. Not for a second. Sammy, do you? No. Listen, no. I'm. Well, after Thursday, let's talk. <laughs> we'll talk after Thursday, boys. All right, Colby Armstrong. <laughs> All right, thanks, boys. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, Have a good cool. one. Enjoy the game tonight. You See too. You guys. You know, just thinking about uh, what we've considered all season long, the top three goalies in the league. Mm-hmm. Vasilevsky, Shosturkin, yeah. Yeah. and Sorokin. Sorokin. Yeah. yeah, Not great. Uh, having issues right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's strange goaltending, man. No one can figure it out. We're like, yeah, only a few teams trust their goalies, and those teams are having a hard time with it. Okay, let's take a quick break. And by the way... Uh, well over 750 likes on YouTube. Do we really? We're like, what a day. There's no way we're going to crack 1,000. We're up to 868. Never, we've never cracked. Get to 1,000. Come on, people. It's Listen easy. to Sammy. Like, like, like. on here for hey, the Leafers. Like, thumbs pres- up. President of the Leaf Booster Club right there for you. <laughs> oh. Just- okay, when we come back, Gary Volk will explain to us what Flex Seal Kerfoot is feeling right now. Once upon a time, scored a series clinching goal versus the penguins we'll get carrie uh, gary volk after the break you're watching and listening to real kipper and born get smarter when you listen to hockey talk the hockey pdo cast with dimitri filipovich subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts former NHLer, over 750 NHL games, including one that made the Leafs fans remember him for a very long time. That was a series-clinching overtime winner versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, Valky, I just went and watched it again, and uh, no question goaltender interference you took Barrasso <laughs> right out of it and um yeah no goal today I, I pushed my buddy Bobby Dallas right into the goalie it was uh <laughs> you know I had to free some space up out there it was uh it was one of those series where I, I don't know if I just remember being so tired I'm like oh, we just got to end this thing quick and I don't know if you've ever been involved in a long overtime, Nick. That was pretty quick. And thank God, because I don't know how much energy we had left to go, like, say, if it was one one overtime period or two. We're, we're all pretty gassed at that time. So it was a perfect ending at the right time to that series, for sure. How much extra pride is there when you're sitting in your stall and everything's calmed down that you're the guy who got the goal? Like, everyone's excited the team moved on, but how much extra pride is there that you're the guy who gets it? 
Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I was Wayne Gretzky for a day, day and a half. Man. And like, that was me. Like, I mean, I'll kind of tell you kind of the side note behind it, behind, I mean, obviously it's the most biggest goal of my life, probably my best moment or one of them in my life. But Pat Quinn came up to me going out uh, right before the, right before that OT and he goes, Valky, it's your turn. It's your time. This is why we brought you here, like, for this moment. And our line with Perot and Berezin, we had a really good playoff. So uh, Berezin got the OT goal against Philadelphia, I believe, to knock them out. And then Perot got a goal. So our line got three, the, uh, three of those overtime goals, and it was my turn. And But Pat going up to me going, just looking me dead ass in the eyes, going, it is your turn. It's your time. Just gave me a, an absolute belief. Pat was great at that. Pat had great instincts, right? And he knew he knew when a player was going or he wasn't going. But sure enough, when I got the goal, I love watching the replays of it too, just seeing Pat and Ricky Lee's enjoyment and how happy they were because, I mean, obviously I was happy as well. But, you know, I mean, the backstory there too, they cut me the year before and oh. I had nowhere to play, right? You know... So, it's, it, it can't get lost on when a guy, when, when a coach says something to you, something to you that, uh, you know, makes you believe or makes or just changes the way that you feel because guys like me and you probably spent the majority of our, of our careers going, Oh God, the coach hates me. Yeah. Yeah. On one year deals, right. To Nick too. Like we're on one year deal, one year deal, one year. Was the coach like me? Where, where am I going next year? What am I doing next year? And a hundred percent. And, and, you know, it, it was pretty funny. Like it was obviously it was in Pittsburgh and um, it was, and I said, I felt like Wayne Gretzky cause I did, I didn't want to take my gear off. I felt like the absolute hero. So sure enough, we go out. It's a Sunday night. I think it was a Sunday. Matt Sandin makes a call, closes some bar down in Toronto. Next thing you know, we're going there to celebrate it right off the charter. And, you know, everything was comped. Everything I felt like waiting in Mario for a day. But, but the highlight was the next day we're going out for breakfast down Young Street. And I'm not lying to you. There was a trap. Young Street shut down. People were chasing me out of their cars wanting their autograph and congratulating me down young street. Like I was just going for breakfast and I'm like, this is the best. Like, I don't, I don't want this to end at all. Yeah. And, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you're telling me there's people in Toronto now chasing Kerfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not knocking down Kerfoot's goal at all, but that, you know, my, you know, look, it was a series clincher to get to the <laughs> final four. Okay. And his was on a power play. All right. Was even what is up with all these power plays in overtime? Like, I, like every game is ending on a power play goal. Like I, I think it's BX going, I don't want to work too much longer or later. Elliot don't end this game. We, we can't handle two or three periods anymore of overtime, but I'm pretty well sick of I'm not saying they're not penalties. I'm just saying I'm sick of watching power play goals in overtime. It's uh, five on five is better. It's better. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. So how, you know, that Toronto element of it is obviously relevant. You know, how, how different is it if you score that goal for, you know, whoever, Dallas or some other city like that, like, Kerfoot will probably he'll he'll be back in Toronto someday twenty years from now, I'm sure, celebrating us because it's Toronto and the fans have that long memory. Am I right? 
Well, it, look, 100%. I, I, they brought me back, I think it was five or six years ago for one of the, I think it was a top 20 moment in all-time history of that team. And that team's been around a long time. If, it, if that happened in Dallas or Anaheim, I'm sure it would have been forgotten by now. But, you know, I do know if Toronto ever wins the Cup, I'm flying down there. Like, they have to have a spot in the parade for me somewhere. I'll put my Roots <laughs> hat on. I got to be there. You're but in. You, you, you nailed it. I mean, doing it in Toronto is very different than anywhere else. But I mean, you, and, and doing it for Pat Quinn, for sure. You score that goal today. Like, you're you're... You're beating off national commercials with a baseball bat. But I'm slugging real estate here in North Vancouver. <laughs> Half my clients don't even know what I do. I'm, I, like, I'll sign autographs and stuff for the other realtors. My clients are looking at me like, you're that good? <laughs> they have no clue I play in the NHL, man. That's Vancouver. Everybody's a hero superstar here. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's Vancouver. Like. Yeah, I mean, I got a sticker. I might move to Toronto. Yeah, move back to Young Street, real eh? out there. Let's get her going. I, I believe there wouldn't be too many Vancouver people um, willing to come to Toronto for that parade with you. <laughs> yeah, no, they would. They hate you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> they hate you guys. <laughs> you're going to – if you come if – you, if you're on a float – at the end of this playoff run, you've sold your last house in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm moving. Our kids are almost out of the house now. So oh, I can be that way. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, listen, um, you're coming back on. There's no question about that. It's just a matter of when, okay? Awesome, guys. You hate anytime for sure. Go Toronto, go. Still my favorite team, my kids' favorite team. And uh, just loved my time there. Never forget it. So thanks for the call. All right. Gary Volk. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Volky. I've always had great conversations with him. That he was, is hilarious. That, that is a uh, one of our better former player interviews oh right there. My God. Hey. He had some good seasons here just looking I, at his numbers. I, oh, I, no, he was one of those guys. Like, you know, he, he's very went into that Bill like. Uh, Billy Berg uh, kind of, you know, mold where yeah. can do a lot of different things. You know, every once in a while, you call him on his bluff, though, for being a tough guy. I love him. But, you know, I mean, he knew his place. He knew how yeah. far he could push. Uh, but very, very serviceable NHLer. Had a 10-goal season, 8-goal season, 8-goal season here in Toronto, obviously, to go with, you know, 40 PIMS, 50 PIMS, that sort of thing. That, um... That goal is like my first real love of hockey moment. Like that, I was a really young kid. A ninety nine was that yeah. ninety nine when he scored that goal. So yeah, I would have been ninety nine. So I would have been ten years old, and it just D- Danny Markov giving Yager the salute afterwards. Like that was an all time moment, and it's just it's one of those guys. Like Kerfoot's you know, like a guy that you don't expect to score a huge goal. Like that's what ha- playoff hockey is, boys. So that was what nineteen ninety nine Gary yes. Volk's goal. Yes, I think so. And Let me double check. Honestly, I, I can I can just see Gary Volk getting chased by by people on, on Young Street. Like that stuff. You hope is coming for the likes of Marner and Matthews and yeah. Flex Seal and 100%. all the rest of them. It will happen. That's that's just what's waiting for them. Yeah, ninety nine. If playoffs. they can get over, um, you know, this first round and carry momentum into the next one, and mm-hmm. 
You know, anything can happen, but that's 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 what we all envision uh, by once upon a time, all of us putting on that Leaf uniform is yeah. that type of love and passion to win this time of year. You know, these guys that have come here at later in their careers all wanted to be a part of the time it happened, right? Whether it's Spezza or Marlowe or Thornton or, you know, now Giordano who's still here. You know, but Ryan O'Reilly feels like the type of guy to come here and make a tangible difference and push this thing to somewhere where you get these moments. You know, in these years, in the recent years, we haven't seen an Alex Kerfoot OT winner. There hasn't been one from it, pick like, your depth we, guy. We, we, like my kids are Simmons like, or, uh, you know, 18, 21, 20. I don't even know how old they are, but like they've never <laughs> experienced that. Yeah. Right. Never seen it here. Like think about how long it's been yeah. before a Leaf player has truly been chased down Young Street for an autograph this time of year. Last night went a long way to people believing. You know that they say it's the hope that kills you? Like they're going to lose playoff games this year. You know, it's going to happen. But there is suddenly a different vibe in Leafs Nation. Yeah, I'm really excited for game five. That's all I'm there. We're not looking past game five. He's so petrified Terrified. right now. Terrified. Did you hear that? He f- He's so <laughs> petrified of being the, crushed the again. Yeah. Uh, no, I... No. Listen. Won't even, he can't even speak. <laughs> I, he can't. If uh, they, you're they, like Cliff Clavin they're, they're talking di- to a girl. <laughs> they're different. They're different. They're different. Everybody says they're different. They still wear blue and white. Did we play Keith on Feeling Different? Did we play we that don't. one yet? Call, I'm going to call Louie. Okay. Um, Did we play it? I didn't. No, we didn't? Okay, let's play Keith on feeling different while we wait for Louie DeBrusque. Yeah, obviously I'm very I'm very hopeful that we look at it as a sign, a positive sign of, A, the spirit of our team, what we're capable of, what we can overcome, um, and just that it feels different. You know, I hope that that's really, you know, what, what the guys, you know, as we travel back to Toronto and we, you know, there's two days between here now, um, so a bit of a lull in the series and then obviously a very important game coming up. Uh, but I hope that they, they take that and, and recognize that, you know, let's, let's keep pushing here. Let's keep pushing. But, um, you know, the team, we, we found a way to beat here tonight. You know, they are who they are because they very rarely lose two in a row. I, Obviously, don't lose three in a row very often. And when in four in a row, is, is going to be even harder. So uh, that that's not lost on us. And we'll make sure that uh, our group is ready. And that'll be the message that uh, you know we we've got to be we've got to continue to be better. All right. Interesting yeah. choice of word, eh? Spirit. It's like <laughs> witchcraft out there right now. And <laughs> it's a lot of voodoo. demons. Beat the demons. And we have spirit. Blue. We have <laughs> All right, have we got Louie? We got Louie. Louie! Hey, guys, how are you? Oh, listen, we know you're real busy, so we're not going to take too much of your time. We just want to set the scenes a little bit here on a, on a series that some are saying is the best one out there. Yeah, it's been pretty good. We expected it, though, from what happened last year going to seven games, but uh, talk about some momentum swings. There's no question about that in the series, but it's had a little bit of everything. Uh, the feistiness early, there was some carryover from not just 
the playoff series last year that went seven games of the regular season. They didn't like each other at the start, but I think they've settled in and are now just playing real good hockey, real hard playoff hockey, both teams. And it's been awesome to watch. I mean, you saw a three, nothing lead for LA disappear in the second period. Then they regained the lead in the third period. that was tied late by Edmonton, Evander Kane's goal late. And then the overtime goal by Hyman, three of the four games have gone to overtime. I mean, what more can you ask for? It's been uh, what we expected a hard fought, tight battle once again between these two division rivals one of the big stories for those edmonton oilers are you know jack campbell goes there big contract becomes the guy it doesn't go great he goes in and for Stu skinner they get a win what's going to happen with the goaltending situation now for edmonton well i think it stays status quo um stuart skinner's getting a start again tonight and jay woodcroft kind of addressed it this morning and just said it'd be no different than any other starter that uh you know, if you want to call it an off period, I think it was a team off period, to be honest with you. And I think you have to tip your cap to the Los Angeles Kings because they came up flying in that first period. I mean, it was a dominant performance, their best period by far in the series. Um, and, you know, they got a boost with Kevin Fiala coming back in the lineup, which made their top three lines, I think, as deep as anybody in the league. I really do. I think they're a real strong depth-wise team. They have a great defense core, and they're getting great goaltending. So these are... Two really good teams going at it. I think Edmonton, if you were to break it down period by period, um, well, I don't have to say it. Jay Woodcroft felt that was their worst period of the series, and rightfully so. They were down 3 nothing after one, but they found a way to come back. But, uh, no, as far as the goaltending, I think it was a great performance by Jack Campbell. He hadn't played in a while. He comes in there, his first taste of the playoffs, and, uh, you know, fumbles the first shot on net, which is never an easy one when you jump right into the action like that. And Kevin BX picked out and made a real good valid point about him having the intermission to kind of get ready. Cause usually it's put your gear on, jump in there, no shots. Like there used to be shots on the goalies. Remember that Kipper? Oh, yeah. yeah. to warm the goaltender up a little bit, but uh, there's none of that. It's just get in there and face your first shot. So a very difficult position to be in. And uh, I thought he handled it very well. And, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you guys. He won his last four games down the stretch, but it was Stuart Skinner who is the starter. Stuart Skinner right now still is the starter, and for uh, the coaching staff in Edmonton, they feel they have two goalies they can lean on, which is always a good thing. Yeah, just one more thought on that, uh, Louie, and that is that Skinner comes in, but based on you know the fact that Jack plugged a hole like that, would you think that his leash would be a little shorter tonight if if there were, say, a couple of goals that you question? Would you go and make a change earlier? I think it'll, you know, the game will dictate that. Depends on the type of goals. I really do believe that. I think that Stuart Skinner's played fine. Um, a couple of leaky goals, but you know, those are playoff goals. Uh, you know, I looked at Game Two, and you know, I look at the kind of goals that they scored, and. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, goals around the net were, uh, um, you know, puck was just kind of thrown in there. Donnell had three whacks out. He was wide open in front of the net, makes the first safe fumbled in the second one, scores that one to make a 2-1 and a 2-2 goal by Velarde in his first game of the series. I think it was a little fluky. I think, I honestly think Stuart Skinner thought that puck was going to be elevated in tight. He was, he was more worried about the upper part of the net, and somehow it found its way underneath and through there. But those are the only two that he gave up. You know, that was it. Like, he, he, this is a team, the highest-scoring team in the regular season, and they're starting to find that scoring touch, put five up against L.A. in game four. They've managed to put over 40 shots three of the four games on the fourth-best team in the National Hockey League in the regular season at suppressing shots to the L.A. Kings. So, I, 
you know, for me, Stewart's been fine. I, I really believe that. They came out like gangbusters. They scored a rebound goal, Velarde, a deep goal by Kopitarn, a, a mano, a mano, where you got to just tip your cap to Arvidsson, who puts it off the bar and in. It was time for a change, and it sparked the team. It sparked the team, and they came back and won that game. So I think from their perspective, they got exactly what they needed out of Jack Campbell. He gave them a real big boost to go down, but they're going back with Skinner tonight, and I, I'm not surprised at all by that. So the uh, the superstars there in Edmonton, um, you know, have have been getting their points as they always do. Um, how is LA doing at trying to manage those two guys who can single handedly take over a series, and they've done it in the past? You know, one of the best things that Jay Woodcross has been able to do is keep them apart. Yeah, that's yeah. the impressive thing, and they're and they're they're both excellent in their own lines. Obviously, down three nothing. Um, it, he had started kind of loading up the line. It didn't seem to work. He went back to his regular lines, and then he kind of switched around, went back to dry Dreisaitl McDavid. I think we're going to see a lot of that mixing and matching, which the team is very comfortable doing. And I, when I say team, I mean the players. They've done it all year long, and um, they've understood that in different situations, there'll be different combinations that go over the boards, and you're just trying to find a spark at times. If the combinations are working, then you stay with them. But for Los Angeles, for me, Listen, they have two premier centermen, in my opinion. I mean, Philip Deneau, to me, and I've got to see him a couple of years in a row now and how he flourished in Montreal going to the Stanley Cup final, why Los Angeles went out and acquired him. He's kind of like a left Bergeron. And I throw that out there very um, understanding of the fact I don't like comparing players, but the way he plays the game. He's a defense-first oriented centerman. He's got a great stick, a real strong stick. Um, just just really doesn't cheat the game. And that's how, I, that's how I describe Patrice Bergeron's game is he doesn't cheat the game. And because of that, it does lead to offense. And he's with a couple of really good wingers in, in Moore and uh, Arvidsson that's a real line that has chemistry. Um, Cole Pitar is a selfie winner. This is a big guy that's been around, played a lot of great players. Um, they were dash three in game number four. I had a conversation with him this morning. He said it's a fine line. You know, you want to play hard against that line. You want to play in the offensive zone. But you have to understand that when the puck turns over, number 97 especially is going to be faster than you at the end of your shift. He just has a reservoir that's bigger than most people's reservoirs. He can stay out there longer than most people, and he can burn you late in shifts. You have to be aware for the complete shift, not just the the very start of it, trying to gain possession of that puck. They're never going to limit all the opportunities that both of those guys bring to the table. This, okay. It's impossible. When they're playing together, you're, they're going to get their chances because the most, they're two most dynamic players in the league by far. It's not even close when they're together. So he went to them. It worked in the spark in the second period, I thought. When they came back and, and, and tied the game up, it really worked. And then he kind of went away from it a bit, back to it. I mean, he shuffled it around. We'll see what happens tonight. But for the Los Angeles Kings, they just needed a line to go out there and be neutral against that line if they can. If they split up the two lines, it's the depth of the Kings, which has given them success this year. And that third line now with Seattle on that line, and I follow with Gabe Velarde, who for for a guy that uh, you know has really blossomed this year, and you can see why, has a great stick, great defensive sense, and, and wins a lot of puck battles and an excellent release. That third line, when you look at the top three, LA is banking on the fact that they feel their depth is a little bit better. And if you can somehow neutralize that top line or those top two lines for Edmonton, LA feels that they have the advantage when it comes down to the third. Now I will say um, Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogel, Derek Ryan, Nick Bukestad, the guys that have filled in on that third line have done a wonderful job in the series to kind of manage that and make it a, again, a really competitive third line, but um, we'll see what happens tonight. Okay. Go rest your voice. Because uh, you are on a torrid pace, and we can't wait for your call tonight. Thanks for doing this, Louie. Yeah, looking, for, 
Thanks. Catch up, boys. Hope it's another good one. I'm sure it's going to be. For sure. Thanks, Louie. Appreciate it. Louis DeBrus, okay, hockey guys. analyst with Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. Kate, you had to ask him one more question, which was I'm fine with, but the whole time I'm feeling bad because, you know, he's he's like working his butt off. and <laughs> He's on the call tonight. Yeah, And yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to cut in and just say, hey, Louie, like, Stop talking. Go rest. Get ready. He gave us his time. He's a he generous did. soul. God bless him. Yeah. But he can talk a pit bull off a meat wagon. Which is good. Because to be That's honest, a- you guys, we like when you're watching this Leaf series, it's hard to watch other series closely. Rangers at the same time. You know, you're doing a lot of the, the post-game stuff. It's just, I don't really know what's going on outside of that series and, and ours. I mean, I haven't had time to watch. Well, and speaking of... We had to find time to watch. I did not watch uh, Seattle and uh, Colorado. But this one's getting real interesting for the defending St- uh, yeah. Stanley Cup champions. I did watch McCarr dust McCann. And uh, McCarr officially gets a one-game suspension off of uh, taking out a 40-goal score. Yeah. What'd you think? Thought he probably should have gotten more. Agreed. I don't. Yeah, it's the. It was just as bad as Bunting. Oh, that's such the. What an awful take that is. I, I've seen that on Twitter. Like, shut up. It's true. He slams his head into the boards, takes out oh, their best he player, did. and then he stabbed him with that knife after. It was a brutal mauling. Where do you? Where do you? Where do you get to hit a guy with? The puck's nowhere near him. Well, McCarr can make the case he's trying to play hockey. He thinks that the puck hits the goalie's right shoulder and goes up into that corner they're going in. McCann's looking up to play the puck. He thinks there's a hockey puck there. There isn't, though. There I isn't. can think of a lot of things that doesn't give me the right to go hit somebody who doesn't have the puck. It's an interference call and a suspension. I agree with you. Okay. But he can make the contention he's playing hockey. What can Bunting's contention be, aside from trying to get back at a guy who just greased him 20 minutes earlier? You're saying because I'm guessing that I'm playing hockey, I can go and hit somebody? I'm saying that you have less intent if you're trying to play hockey than if you're trying to just hurt someone. I'm not comparing that hit to Bunting. And also, there's so little force on that hit. It's unfortunate McCann gets hit. But he's kind of like, give him a little one. You know, the first thing I thought of when I saw that hit was my good buddy, Dale Hunter. Hunter on on Turgeon. Pierre Turgeon, which you know. Yes. That's such a similar hit. Because uh, uh, against the Islanders. It's only similar. It's, well, it's not even remotely similar. It's a slam into the boards. It's a Turgeon one's after a goal. He scores. He's celebrating a goal <laughs> and then he the, gets greased. That is one of the greasiest hits. The, the building is celebrating. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking he about he the situation. <laughs> I'm just. I'm telling you that it looked similar to it me. It did look similar. I see the form of the play similar. Yes, but so if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Hunter gets a hundred years, twenty three <laughs> games, yeah. twenty one games. Yeah. And now we are here 25 years later, and that's a one-game suspension. Should have been two. gave him a massage. Should have been two. Slammed a guy's head against the board nowhere near the puck. That's two games suspension. It's a suspension, for sure. Bunting also has a... I know it's the best defenseman in the league. Yeah. That's why he didn't get more. He's a stud. He's a superstar. Superstar. And they, I don't think they wanted to do two because... I can't... There's a potential... Bunting picked a head. Yeah, listen, Bunting uh, uh, had 
two things going against him. Okay. A clean head pick shot. A head pick shot and a major interference call. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no comparison. Yeah. It's not the same thing. But you cannot you can't do hide it. behind. I thought the puck was there. I, I was At wrong. At least he can say something when they call him and go, what were you thinking? Bunting, what's, what's Bunting, he I was say? trying to win a race. My elbow flew up by accident <laughs> yeah. into a guy's cheek. <laughs> Who just greased me and yeah. I clearly hate. It's Colorado in trouble here? A little bit. Yeah, I think they are. Like, that Seattle team reminds me of the Vegas team, though, into the cup final, not in only in that they're just kind of good throughout the lineup. There's no real weak spots, and so a team that has them, which Colorado has the best players in the series by miles, but I, I think you'd say Seattle has more depth than them at this point. I... um that Eberly scored it. He used to be like he had the, the Mr. reputation clutch. as the most clutch guy, and that's was that is probably his first overtime winner, right? In the NHL, has he scored another one in the playoffs? I think with Edmonton, he had. Oh, I'm thinking regular season yeah. stuff. Yeah, but for him to be Mr. Clutch again, get back into it. I love Eberly. He's had an awesome career. Like he really has. You know, he He's was a good Islander. He was fading, and then he got it going with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys on Edmonton. It's funny watching them now. You know, be seeing Taylor Hall as valuable support for the Boston Bruins and Everly be that where he is and like he Yakupov exists. Makes so. you feel really old that he is 60 games games away from 1,000, Jordan Everly. Is he really? Yep. Yeah, that'll make you feel old. And he's played 66 playoff games in his career, a lot with the Islanders, obviously. But I, he's always been good. I had silky hands, oh, toe yeah. drag city, backhands. Yeah. Like he's, he's a great player. Been around a long time now. No doubt about Still, that. Still uh, no word on Nikushkin in that situation officially from Colorado, but there is a sense that he is not coming back anytime soon. Is he going back to Russia? Uh, no. There was actually a, a report today, uh, Adrian uh, Dater, yep. that mentioned that uh, there was a situation uh, in his hotel room mid-Saturday talking about uh, a fire department and ambulance coming into a room. And uh, a woman taken to the hospital. That's mm-hmm. the, and that Data's was all. Fa- that was all uh, a news report. Uh, Sammy. Outside of that, I, I think we still don't know uh, that scenario. But this this was uh, an important guy yeah. last year during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, factor in Nolandis. Con- it's almost as if Colorado just never caught up to to. The new season. The, the, the domino effect of winning a cup and, and going through injuries. And let's not forget, too, that Nikushkin last year, if you can recall, had a, had a foot uh, injury or a, an ankle situation where he had to, where we thought he would have been lost. He, came, he comes back. Like, it's just like it, it was never ending from beginning to end. Yeah, right. And so they don't get Kemper back. Caudry's not there. Landeskog's not there. Nachushkin's like, out. How much can you take? Makar's not there next game. Like you are stripped of parts pretty heavily, for sure. And and they're two two. Yeah, they're hanging in. Give them credit, but yeah, that's that's there for them in Seattle. No doubt about that. God, the outside of Boston, it's just so wide open. I mean, if if the Avalanche lose, that Edmonton, L.A., whoever comes out of that series, like Dallas could have a pretty good chance here. But they're in tough, too. 
I watched that Wild game. Uh, was it Sunday afternoon? Was that the last time they played? And Wild are going to be tough to beat. They're just pounding each Gr- other. Gritty. Pavelski still hurt. He's, he's skating now. Skating. Yeah. Okay. And the reports are good. That's good. So he could be available at some point. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Uh, but they're big. Dallas is big too. Yeah. On the back end and. Jake Ottinger, boy, oh boy, we talk about some some big big names struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ugh, not that guy. I think I think they're very comfortable with that guy uh, beating Minnesota. Yeah, Rupe Hintz has four goals and four assists in that series. Just love that player. Really good. Hey, uh, Calgary Flames getting a new rink. Sounds like. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep, full full rink and practice rink. Uh, sounds like it'll be announced today. Better facility and better deal for the Flames. Provincial Boy, government providing hundreds of millions of dollars. That rink. For 2027. That rink there, like, I, I know Kadri signed there, and but, like, you got you need a facility now. You you cannot God, it was can't function right now. Yeah. Can't function in this world unless you offer top players in the world uh, a facility that can match playing in the best league in the world just would be really hard for me if i signed a deal like kadri and the the building's going to be complete in 2027 like four more seasons in the saddle saddle dome that's that's a long ways out i understand you can't just throw these things up overnight yeah that's a that's a long wait that's a long wait i think they'll figure out their general manager situation well before that though do you Hope so. Four years, a long time. <laughs> um, that'll be interesting to see. I get the sense that there's a search now, and that's not to say that they still won't name like a Craig Conroy that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if there's a, a ton of pressure to go outside and hire someone, or the perception is that Craig Conroy's been there so long, it's more of the same. Right. Typically, I don't think that it makes a lot of sense to hire more of the same. Like, I think it's good to bring in sort of a fresh set of eyes. But, you know, he's a pretty universally liked guy. Got a lot of experience. A Flames guy. Do you think Calgary needs to say anything about Daryl Sutter coming back or not? Or do you wait to hire a new general manager to make that decision? Because it's really not ideal that a general manager walks in feeling like there's a coach there that may be, fire. may be more powerful than me. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people who would still take that job. There isn't many GM jobs. So, you know, yeah. that, that may be the arrangement. But, you know, interesting because assuming Sutter has two years left, like any GM, there's there's a finish line on that. That's not too far down the road, you know. There can be a finish line tomorrow there if they right. stroke him a check to, <laughs> right. to go away. Yeah, you think you get through one more season or something, then sort things out, go from there. That will be an interesting I, one to keep an eye on. Got to give some credit. I know we mentioned it with Colby, but got to give a little bit more credit to the Devils coming back, winning two games in Madison Square it's, Garden. It's not the, the thing that stands out to me above and beyond that they won two games is how they did it. Yeah. Like, Lockdown. we're talking about. Tampa Bay, three times Stanley Cup final, two Stanley Cups, can't lock down. 
these kids went in there mm-hmm. and they essentially won a 2-1 two, one two, two, game one with an empty net goal. Yeah. 2-1. Yeah. And, you know, Kane, Tarasenko, Kreider, Panarin, Zibanejad, Fox, like, they can score. Akira Schmid for the New Jersey Devils. Akira, two, Akira. Two, two starts, an 0-9-1 goals against, and a 9-6-6 save percentage. 59 saves on 57 shots. Hip flexors don't lie. That'll. What sorry. happens? <laughs> that'll work. What happens, Carolina Islanders tonight? Ugh. Not Wait. feeling good, eh? Well, I'm I feeling good like, about my Canes and five pick. I don't sure. like it being three one. Like I feel like if they were to play a best of seventeen, I, I might still pick the Islanders. But you know, asking Carolina to lose three straight here, it's a it's a big ask for an Islanders team that doesn't score. They just don't score, so. It's really, really bleak, I would say, in uh, Islanders Nation. Might like to get one more game in uh, UBS Arena out of it. Surprised playoff ace Pierre Engvall couldn't give him over the top. Yeah, he's got good numbers, though. He's got 0 0 0. Oh, yeah. Did you pick Mini or, or Dallas? Uh, I picked Mini in seven. You did, eh? Yeah. They still feel good about that? No. I don't know. I just want that Dallas team. They're 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 a good club. I think I Hintz. underestimated them. Yeah. Rupert Hintz. Rupe. Yeah, Rupe. Rupe. Yeah. Oh, what a player. Yeah, he's what so a fast. Mule. I think yeah. that's like one of the new most underrated guy. Maybe. I like that take, yeah. No one ever talks about him, but every time I watch them play, I'm like, Jesus, he's good. Yeah. Big, fast. But how many times you watch in Dallas a this year? year? <laughs> I maybe well, how many times they play Once? the Leafs? Twice? How many times they play the Leafs? Twice. Your converter stuck. No, I watched Dallas a few times. <laughs> Your I've, remote. I've watched him a lot versus Minnesota, and I love Rupe Hintz. I love Finnish hockey players in general. Finnish hockey players are my favorite non-Canadian. So we're all in agreement that Edmonton goes up 3-2? Eh. Yes, I am in agreement there. I'm not. This Oilers team needs to take a hold of this series. They got Matthias Ekholm. They got Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, Hyman, Kane. They got to go. Nugent Hopkins had 100 points. You know, just, No excuses. Just listening to Louie um, moments ago talking about a guy like Philip Deneau. Like when when there's a consistency of playing the right way all the time, mm-hmm. like it just really lends to this time of year. Yeah. And we watched the Leafs the last two games play a small percentage of playing the right way yeah. and a whole lot of not playing the right way. And it's the ones that can consistently yeah. do it for a longer period of time. That's the one danger for, for guys like Kopitar yeah. and Philip Deneau. They don't have the flash. They don't have the speed. Just, but they, they're the tortoise and the tortoise and the hare. They just keep doing it. They doing it. You guys go fast and uh, yes. take a nap, yeah, and I'll, we're just going to... I'll just stand on the right side here yeah. and get the puck out yeah. and find a way to score. You know, the one thing I will say about the Leafs, in the periods it hasn't gone their way where they've been outplayed... They're not making a ton of glaring errors like they had in past years. Like, they're just not creating anything. They have no offense at all. They can't sustain any pressure. But they're still pretty good defensively. I think they've made life manageable for Samsonov. We've said the Leafs goalie needs to outplay the other goalie. He has, even though he's an 80. He has. He has so far. But that... Helps that the other guy's been it, it's, bad. It's really helped that the bar is not that high <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, laying the jump rope on the ground, but they're getting over it. He's getting over it. So, score tonight, Edmonton, L.A. Big, I, you know, Connor. Five. Connor's got to have a night. He's had two goals and four assists in four games. 
you know, unlike Connor. unlike him. He's due for like a two goal four assist night. You got five tonight. I'm going five four Oilers in overtime, and Jack Campbell is a net when they win. Wow, I like that. I'm, I'm going to take a. Uh, they they just win one going away tonight. Jack five, Campbell one. ends up in this game. Not a chance they win. <laughs> oh, happened last game. Yeah, he's been great yeah. in the playoffs. It'll be fine. <laughs> Playoff play Jack. Bring him back. Bring him back. You you want 14 more wins from, from the Toronto Maple Leafs like you watched the last two wins in Tampa? Yes. Please. <laughs> what a show, boys. What a show. What a game. Colby a Armstrong. Sport. Gary Volk. And Louis DeBrusque. Oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I was so tired. We thank all of you. Almost 4,000 viewers on YouTube. I asked for... A thousand likes. We ended up with one point four. Wow! What fourteen hundred likes? Like that is awesome. Enjoy the night, everybody. We're back tomorrow to do it all over again. <laughs>